I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? Uh, it's hot, then it's cold, and it rains, and then it's a drought, and the world's crazy. Hmm. Sounds like you're describing uh, Fear the Walking Dead a little bit with that, but you're describing the weather. That's what it feels like sometimes. That's what it feels like sometimes. Yes, we will definitely get to Fear the Walking Dead. I feel like, uh, I apologize to the listeners, it's almost like it's been pulling teeth to get us to watch The Walking Dead, but honestly, like, it's just, it's it's been a lot, and... Uh, then there's a lot, there's, there's some other content out there for us to cover, too. Yes. Which, will, which we will ta- be talking about next time. Exactly. 100%. Looking forward to that. But we do have a fun episode for you today. I don't want to make it sound like don't listen to this one, listen to the next one. Uh, we do have some fun stuff. Let's, uh, let's kick it off with the news. Has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. It's always great podcasting when you start off the episode of like, oh man, I'm so looking forward to the next episode. We are, we have lots of cool stuff to talk about. So don't go anywhere. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah. 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 Uh, Starting with the fact that we have a confirmation that Lollipop Chainsaw will be getting a remake in 2023. Uh, Last we spoke, it was just a, it was just more of like a general statement, but this has been a, an announcement. Yes, and it should also be said that both Suda and James Gunn said they didn't know about this, they're not involved, but that doesn't mean that either one of them are unhappy with this. In fact, both of them seem pretty happy about it. They're just saying that nobody notified them because they didn't need to be because they don't have rights anymore to it. <laughs> yeah, it it looks... So I never played it, and I think the... Sort of the news behind the announcement of the remake is um, has been just like, hey, we want folks to be able to play this cult classic on current hardware. From what I understand, um, it didn't review very well with reviewers, but it also came out in an era where reviewers were really harsh on stuff that, you know, had any kind of flaw. Everybody was looking for something to be GTA or uh or or something big so anything that was kind of like a b-tier title seemed to get bashed on pretty bad and um th- i know that this picked up a cult following and i think that's one of the reasons why it's getting remade is i think there's people looking to play this again so yeah good on them i mean i i never played it originally so if this comes to steam this is definitely something i'll consider picking up especially if it's a rem- remaster or a remake or whatever you upres the graphics from a 360 game and i'm in yeah yeah they've uh it's it's interesting because they've kind of down like remake i th- i feel like is probably the wrong term i think remaster or it sounds like it's a remaster it's not a re-release like stubs was a re-release um a yeah. remake would be something similar to what we're getting with the last of us part 1 uh, in September, this feels like an in-between where it's a remaster. They're upraising the graphics. They're polishing things up. Um, they did unfortunately announce that uh, a lot of the licensed tracks will not be present in uh, in this re-release or remake, whatever you want to call it. That was probably the only way they could do it is if it had licensed music, it was probably too hard to get the license. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, a lot of... A lot of uh, reasons to to replace licensed music, and I mean, I I wouldn't imagine it's because they couldn't get access to it. It's probably just because it would have cost them a lot of money to to renew those licenses, and uh, sometimes it's just easier to uh, compose new music. But um, you know, knowing James Gunn, it's it's hard to imagine James Gunn's work without some of the licensed music he's chosen. Um, but it's I did not realize that there were comments from James Gunn and Suda Fifty One. I mean, it sounds like they're kind of as you said, they're 
they're not hot or cold about it. They're just like, yep, this is happening. And uh, yeah, nothing to do with us. Yeah, No, James Gunn made a comment about like, like Suda just informed me of this. I had no idea that this was like, I'm not involved. And then people were being like, oh, does that mean you don't want us to buy it? And he's like, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, don't ask me any questions because I don't know. I don't really have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I like I will. I've never played the original. Anytime we get a re-release or a remaster of a zombie product, uh, it's always been fun to return to it for the show. So we will keep an eye out. But right now it is only 2023 that's what we know so uh when we know more we'll share it here uh but something we do know more about is uh then this news has been out for a while and it just kind of uh fell under the radar for me tales of the walking dead will debut on sunday august 14th um this was confirmed in early june so like i said we uh or at least the way this article is is written that's that's the date but um it looks like you'll get the so they're doing the AMC Plus thing again. Um, it will debut on Sunday, August fourteenth on AMC. But if you subscribe to AMC Plus, you'll get the first two episodes to stream on the same night, and then they will start the week early access uh, for AMC Plus. Yep. When I was watching the last few episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, they kept popping. It kept popping up on my screen. Hey, you're watching this. Don't forget. Tales is coming to AMC Plus on blah 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 date, and I was like, oh okay. I'm excited for Tales. I am, and I'm I am, and I'm not. I'm looking forward to some of the episodes, but they've already stated that some of the episodes are gonna like be prequels with characters that are already long dead. And to me, I- I'm not interested in those people's stories. Not unless you're gonna introduce me to a character that's gonna ev- ev- evolve events down the road with somebody else. I would much, much rather you give me just some new characters in a new environment interacting with a new threat, you know? And I think they're, I, I they're going to do a mix of it. And I think the episodes where they were introduced to new characters and new threats are going to be the ones that excite me. And I think the ones that are going to be like flashbacks are going to be the ones I find boring. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. No, I, I, I think because it's an anthology show, you're going to have some episodes that uh that you don't enjoy as much as others um i'd be knowing amc and their pacing i'm really glad that this is six episodes and um you know they they're they're doing like a sort of a tight presentation on this um but i i'm curious to see what they do when they don't have to have like an overarching story that they um that should be wrapped up in 10 episodes but is connected through 16 and um It'll be, I hope that they use the tighter format to tell like really interesting one hour stories with new characters and, 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 you know, maybe even backdoor pilot some characters in like, I, I think if a character does well here, you could see it, um, see that character jump to another series or, or potentially get a follow up with a season two of tales. I just, I think this has a lot of potential knowing that there is this significant burnout with, um, the walking dead and and everything that's been announced outside of tales. Like you've got a lot of spinoffs carrying on existing characters. And I'm like, I think I'm good with 10 years of Daryl Dixon, unless they do something completely. I mean, super interesting with it, but really like I'm ready for new characters in tales. Yeah. Like, like I know that the Daryl show is supposed to film in Europe and I'm like, that's neat and all, but I don't know if I want to watch the redneck hillbilly on a motorcycle in Europe. That seems weird to me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh... like 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 I'll give it a shot, but I just, it it all it, it all depends on me on how they wrap up regular Walking Dead. Yes, a hundred percent. And I, you know, next episode, uh, not to tease the next episode or next podcast episode, but uh, it'll be after San Diego Comic-Con. We'll have probably a bunch of news to discuss when it comes to The Walking Dead and uh, and, and just zombies in general. But I mean, it's uh, it, I was expecting Tales to, frankly, I was expecting Tales to air sooner in the summer, uh, but it seems like they really are setting up uh, the walking dead and fear the walking dead to return around the same time, uh, in October, uh, you know, being six episodes, this starting, um, mid August, this will run right through to the end of September. 
which uh, which will bring us right into October season for Walking Dead. So um, obviously we'll know more. I'm sure we'll get some premiere dates uh, next week. But uh, until then, we will continue to keep an eye on Tales. Uh, now we move into the Resident Evil corner of the news where um, this isn't necessarily Resident Evil, but it's Resident Evil inspired. This is a new horror game that was announced actually today and it's called you will die here tonight and it looks super unique but heavily inspired by resident evil okay so i watched the trailer just before we did this because ryan added this to the news not me because i i'd missed this one um i'm super into this game it looks like it's going to be a ton of fun um uh, it's very retro it feels like a 90s top-down shooter mixed with Resident Evil. Everything in it screams Resident Evil to the point where the girl literally looks like Jill Valentine. One of the other guys literally looks like Barry. And then the other guy looks like he's a cross between Chris and Wesker. And uh, how they're going to get away with this without getting sued from Capcom is is beyond me. But I am excited to play this. This looks this looks like it's going to be... Uh, this looks like it's going to be interesting. And yes. you can tell right off the bat that the game knows what it is and it definitely wants you to die and then play as somebody else and then let them die. And then you play as somebody else and then they die. And to me, that sounds like it could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really interesting in that it, um, so first of all, it's this really interesting, you know, look and feel where, um, it's very retro, but pulls a lot from resident evil one. You, you have the mansion setting, you even have the characters looking like, you know, stars, uh, officers, um, when they're running around and yeah, they're even called alpha team, Aries team, Aries team. Yeah. And the other thing too, that I thought was really interesting is that, um, it looks as though it's like, so the main gameplay is like top down, but then when you, when you, when you have a zombie come towards you and I, I'm, 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 I'm assuming this is gameplay because it, it all looks like gameplay, but uh, what happens when the zombie approaches you and you go to shoot it, is that it'll go into a first-person view, sort of like a light gun style uh, setup, um, and that seems really interesting too. Like it, 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 it almost changes from a top-down to a first-person arcade shooter when you have to fight, um, and it does seem like you said there will be some choices and some narrative consequences when characters die, and they'll show back up as like more of a stronger zombie for you to to encounter, but. Um, it's it's stated that this will be out fall 2022 so it's coming out this year uh six playable characters in game and all of them will have a unique set of skills and personalities that'll determine how they handle certain situations but this is uh you will die here tonight just got announced uh and it's coming to pc so it'll be on steam and you can wishlist it actually right now so what i'm gonna do is i'll make sure i'll put the steam link in the notes i've just added it to i've just wish listed it while we're talking perfect yeah it looks like a lot of fun i can't wait to play it and we will definitely be covering it on the show because it looks so unique and and uh, i love it when we get something different so brand new zombie game coming later this year that we're going to talk about um and you know this is again another tease i mentioned that we would uh, talk more about resident evil uh, there is a new Resident Evil series that is now available on Netflix. It's going to be our main topic next episode. But Lou, uh, other than letting people know that it's available right now, you can watch all eight episodes uh, on Netflix. But you watched the first episode. And I was wondering if you could give us a couple little little thoughts. So I watched the first episode. I'm not going to tell you that, like, oh, man, I loved it. I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, but it has its moments where I was really enjoying it. And then it has its moments where I was like cringing. Um, I appreciate what they're doing. And it was definitely a fun time. Uh, it is not your traditional Resident Evil in any way, shape or form. But it definitely has that Resident Evil vibe. Like the, it, 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 the first episode, and I think it's going to be the whole season is it begins with the world in a post-apocalyptic situation. And then as a, as the main character is interacting with people, you get flashbacks to her past when be, before the world fell apart. And um, the bounce and forth back and forth was a little jarring at first, but I got used to it and I definitely enjoyed it. But everything feels very Resident Evil. 
Awesome. Um, and it and it is weird to hear Lance Reddick uh, referred to as Albert Wesker, because I'm like, really? That's not Albert Wesker. But okay, well, I, I'll die. He's another Wesker. That's all I need to remember. It's, I'm not gonna call him Albert. I'll call him Al Wesker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, man, I'll watch Lance Reddick in anything. And uh... oh no, yeah, oh no, he's he's uh, uh, he's not in it a ton. But when he's in it. He literally steals every scene he's in <laughs> to the point where you're like, man, just let him be. Let him be more. Stop telling me the kid's story. I want to hear his story. Yeah, I'm, I'm I haven't dived in yet. I'm looking forward to it. I, I did need to catch up on fear, but I will say anybody that's going to that's interested in it. Uh, the flashback sequences do heavily involve kids in a high school setting. And that was kind of the parts I didn't enjoy that much. There were moments with it where I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then it gets into like teenage kids doing dumb things. And I'm like, what are this? What are the writers? The, the Walking Dead writers is like they're being idiots. OK, all right. We need to understand that this kid's just being a jerk for being a jerk because kids are jerks and the writers needed somebody to be a jerk. OK, oh, all right. They don't do that, do they? Oh, that's... Yes. Mm, all right. That is unfortunate. Actually, the, the, they do a really weird thing in the episode that not to go on a sidetrack, but I, since I did just watch it, I kind of do want to vent about this. So Wesker and his kids are new at new that the the the, the 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 first episode is called Welcome to uh, New Raccoon City. And the and him and his kids are just moving to New Raccoon City and they're about to go to school. And one girl is like the one that everybody at school is going to like, and the other girl is like the nerdy hippie vegan chick, right? And you're like, all right, cool, whatever. And I expected the herp, the, the hippie vegan chick to get bullied, right? But she doesn't get bullied by, like, the cool preppy kids. She gets bullied by the kid at school that nobody likes, that causes problems all the time. And I'm like, they should be bonding, not fighting. And then when you realize why they're fighting, you're like, oh, that girl's just a jerk. Okay. They just needed a situation for her to, f- to get into a fight and establish something. Okay. All right. I get it. But it's kind of th- th- like that part of the storytelling felt really lazy. Right. Well, I mean, hopefully, I, again, like I love that it's eight episodes. I, I know they are varying in length. I did take a look at that. So it, the, the first episode did fly by. But they were about 45 to 50 minutes. I think they're about 45 to 50 minutes an episode. And um, I, I also, if you're watching this, uh, let me it, it, let me know in uh, email if you had streaming problems with it. Because I kept having, I could watch anything I wanted on Netflix. But every time I tried to watch this on my lunch break today, it kept crashing on me. So huh. I have a funny feeling that this might be a heavily watched show on Netflix and was getting streaming problems. Definitely, uh, I haven't experienced that with Netflix, but I've experienced that with other like uh, other apps where like they they get a new. I think it was the Batman had arrived. This is a Canadian thing, but the Batman had arrived on Crave, and the first night it was available, like you just couldn't watch it. <laughs> it just would yep. just, would never. Uh, work. The HBO Max was the same way. Okay, here in America, right? So, well, there you go. Uh, again, we'll uh, we'll we'll return to the new Resident Evil series. Uh, next episode but uh, we do have Fear the Walking Dead to get to whoever you are thank you for saving my life I'm not here to save you They thought I was you. That baby is everything to me. I'm not gonna let you take her. She's better off with me than you. And you'll get over it. I did. Stop. Please stop. I'll kill you if you follow us. 
Right. So Madison in the room, uh, we'll definitely be talking about her return to the show. It's, uh, it is one episode, um, but, uh, and there's lots of other stuff to talk about. It is the last episode and it's, I wouldn't even call it like the season finale. It's sort of like that episode that tells you what the plot of next season is going to be. Yes, I agree. It's very much the first episode of season eight. <laughs> it felt like yeah, that. Like that. That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. But uh, elephant in the room, Madison's alive and we find out where she's been for the longest time and what's going on with her. And I was worried how they were going to make it make sense. And they definitely did make it make sense. And I think they definitely introduced us to our new villain for next season. And that's cool. Yeah. Well, do we want to talk about Madison right now or do you want to come back to it? No, let's we'll, we'll come back to it. We'll come okay. back to it. Uh, the first thing I want to say is uh, I think I think listeners will find that we definitely enjoyed the first half of this season. There were things we didn't like, as always. But for the most part, I really enjoyed uh, this first half of the the first half of the, the season. And I definitely enjoyed the second half of the season, but uh, Ryan and I were talking pre-show. We definitely feel like this show could have been trimmed down into like 10 episodes. Like there was plenty they could have done. Like uh, some of this feels like they made extra episodes for the sake of making extra episodes. And I'm all for nice, neat storytelling. And sometimes the, the this story, like we got introduced to... Uh, the wrestler chick last season and she's supposed to be with that group, but they never show her again the rest of the season. You know what I mean? Um, we don't see uh, uh, what's his name. That is the, 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 the uh, rabbi. We didn't see him almost this entire season. And then in the last episode, he's in like a background shot and he goes, where's Alicia or where's strand? What's going on? What did we miss? And like, that's his only line. And then you never see him again. And I was like, okay, I understand the cast has gotten really large, but there were some episodes where I'm like, I'm like, okay, we did a lot of storytelling with this season where they, they, they introduced us like the first episode of this return. Alicia is in a house with a deaf guy. And I was like, cool, we're getting a new cast. No, he's going to die. And that's exactly what happened is we get introduced to Alicia. Alicia's getting chased by the 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 post-apocalyptic cultists and they kill that guy and he helps her get saved and that's the episode and i'm like okay she literally ends up back where she started with at the end of the mid-season finale we just had an entire episode that went nowhere and i was like okay and there was some other episodes that were kind of had points in it that were like that but not the whole episode and i was like all right we could have trimmed this stuff down but Again, what did you think? Um, I feel so. Here's my thing is um, they set up this season for Strand being the big bad. And he was very much the big bad right up until the penultimate episode of the season. It's it's funny, too. He was the big bad, but you totally knew at some point they were never going to kill him. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you, I knew it. I was like, they're never going to kill him. They're never going to kill him. They're going to pull their punch. They're going to pull their punch. They're going to pull their punch. And it's funny, too, because he's bad the whole season, but you still can't help but like him. He's that charismatic. I don't know how th th that actor. He is just he's brilliant in this role. Um, And the other thing that's funny about it is he's so charismatic. You can't help but like him. But then they slowly make those around him. They make you like them less than him and be like, man, I wish that guy would die. Leave Strand. Kill that guy. And then they kill him. And then they introduce another guy. And they're like, oh, I hate that guy, too. Get rid of him. Bam. He's dead, too. And you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> well, I, I you're you nailed it, because I feel like this whole second half of the season is anybody who gets, you know, sucked into Strand's orbit becomes you know, expendable. Uh, you saw it with Howard. You saw it with Wes. Um, those characters took the fall and Strand gets to, you know, walk basically like not, not without his own personal journey. He, he definitely like, and I, you know, we talked about this before I even started part two. I thought, how are they going to forgive Strand for what's happened? Like he's done some pretty terrible stuff and he set up this really terrible place 
Uh, but like at, at the end of the season, it's like, oh, wow, they um, they did find a way to do it. It was basically just he I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like he just kind of I don't know, like Alicia kind of pulled him out of his stupor and he just he gets to walk. He he basically admitted he was doing it all for Alicia because he wanted to prov- give her a world that like he wanted. He was basically becoming the new Teddy. Right. And then he explains that he thought he was a flawed man and that was why he was doing what he did because he did, Madison told him he was better than that and he really didn't think he was. He didn't think Madison saw the real him. And Alicia basically tells him, you're too hard on yourself. You can do this. And bam, next thing you know, we got a new Ted. We got it. We got it. We got the old strand back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... It's, uh, it, like, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not upset that they, they didn't redeem Strand. He just survived the season. I think they're going to redeem him next season. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're possible. I think he is going to do everything to help Morgan get that child back. I, I, I think that that's his storyline is I think he is going to do everything he can to keep that child alive. And reunite with Madison, and then he's gonna die at the end of the next season. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I, I mean, at this stage, I feel like, and this is something you alluded to when we were talking in Discord over the last week, that they are setting up season eight to be the last of Fear the Walking Dead. Like, bring back Madison. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think that that is what this show is doing. I'm not gonna say season eight is going to be the definitive end. But I don't think we get more than a season nine at tops. Um, I think they're lining this thing up so that they can. Um, I think they've got regular Walking Dead uh, uh, coming to an end. They've got uh, Fear the Walking Dead has been running for almost as long, and it's coming to an end. Uh, and I think they're going to have to write it off. Um, and then they're bringing in new shows in the Walking Dead universe. They can't have nine Walking Dead shows. It just doesn't work for them. And I think they know that. I think Tales is going to be the backdoor pilot for new shows. And I think we're going to end up with there's no more world beyond. Fear is going to stick around long enough for them to get one of the Tales shows to work. And then once they get one of those shows going, they will write off Fear. And I think that that's where this story is going. Um yeah, uh, we now know where pa- know the idea of what Padre is, and we know that the bad guys of next season are in Padre. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see our heroes take Padre and try to use it as a place to rebuild humanity. Yeah, that and and I wouldn't be surprised if that's how they we see the show end, or we see our heroes take Padre and hold Padre, and then the next season is kind of like uh, maybe a small villain, but them showing how they use Padre to help people and bam, that's going to be your season finale. Right. Um, how did you feel about the fact that they, 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 they killed a lot of characters off in this back half of the season. Well, that was, that was when I talking, when we were talking, that was one of the reasons why I think this show's coming to an end soon. Or I think they've realized that there's too many cast members on this show and they need to start dwindling down the cast. Right. Um, because you have, uh, John Dory Sr., who dies. Yep. Um, the the kid, I can't remember her name for the life of me, but... Charlie. Charlie, thank you. Charlie has radiation poisoning. She yep. um, is is probably not going to last uh, much into season eight. No, I'm guessing that she's going to die in the first two episodes of the next season. Which is unfortunate, because I, I feel like they worked really hard to redeem her because she had, she had killed Nick, and, it, and I feel like... Uh, it would have been it would have been interesting. I, I feel like they worked really hard to redeem her and it would have been great to see her stick around. I thought it was really unfortunate when she got radiation poisoning. But also, like, speaking of episodes, uh, they introduced like a new character that was working alongside Charlie and they had that like first kiss moment. And then they basically kill off both characters, one in that episode and one like, well, you know, Charlie's doomed. Right. I, right. I I did not like that. I felt like that episode was like, ah, oh, really? You you introduced this character, you gave Charlie this fun moment, and then you end it with 
the dude gets thrown off the tower, which I did not like that aspect of, I don't think anyone should like that aspect of the way that Strand was running the tower. It's like, you're just going to throw people off the edge of the, the top of the, like, it just doesn't make any, like, that's too the, the, well, dark. Okay. 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 So my, my only other, I, I liked it, but both disliked it. My only other gripe for this season was that I hated Howard as a character because he was just a yes man for Strand. And I was like, you know, if somebody actually told Strand what he needed to know or what he needed to do, he wouldn't be this crazy. So we really do need somebody else to tell Strand some advice and get Strand's head back in the game and whatever. And that's what John Dory Sr. is doing. And then John Dory throws Howard off the roof, just like Strand asked him to. And I was like, oh, well, cool. We're gonna, and, I, and I thought that that was going to be the moment where that like Strand started to kind of get his head back in the game. And it isn't. It takes Alicia in the tower and it takes Wes double crossing him to do it. And I was like, of all the characters, Wes is the least charismatic dude of the entire group. He's the most whiny, annoying character. I haven't liked him since the moment he was introduced. I knew that he was going to be this sort of character that the moment he got introduced, he was going to be the kind of guy that helped them one moment. They were going to save him. And then at the end, he was going to turn on them because he's a whiny baby. And that's exactly what he did. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And then when the everybody changes sides and goes after Strand, I was like, you're telling me that nobody in this tower is going to back Strand? That it's every, Wes, Wes united all of Strand's people against him just in one comment? <laughs> yeah, I did not like that. I was like, he's only been there like a week. Like, and all of a sudden he's he's swayed everybody against Strand in a week. Well, okay. <laughs> This is the thing. I feel like the writers are like, well, we can't have Strand go down, so we need to basically swap him out. And I felt like they spent a lot of time in other episodes that they could have spent, you know, showing Strand be conflicted on how he's running the place. But no, like, yeah, Strand is like, nope, this is the way it's done. Yeah, this is the way and, it is. And, and the only other thing they did with West that I mean, I was OK with him joining Strand side. That made sense to me yeah. when he showed up at the tower to to, 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 to to join Strand. I was like, yeah, that seems like his character. He's being a he's he's a he's going to join the bad guys and then he's going to die. Uh, I felt like there were three moments where he was a bad guy. And the other group had a chance to shoot him, and then they didn't, and they let him live. And I was like, really? He's clearly never going to rejoin you. Even if he did, never trust the dude again. Just shoot him and be over with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, literally, there's a point where, um, uh, uh, what's his name with the burn face? Uh, Dwight. Um, Dwight. I knew it began with a D because I'm like, it's not Daryl. Daryl's the other show. What's the other guy's name? Oh, yeah, that's right. Dwight. Uh, but there's a point where Dwight and his wife are caught by Wes. They kill the other two guys that are with him and they leave him and they argue with him about why he's doing the wrong thing. And he clearly tells them, no, you're all no better. Da 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 da. And it, 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 he's literally about to shoot Dwight or shoot uh, Sherry. And I was like, at this point, if he's about to kill somebody, there is no redeeming him. It's self-defense. Just shoot him and let's be over with it. And then Dwight gets away from him. And I was like, all right, okay. And then Dwight goes, yeah, I left him alive. I'm like, of course you did. Because he's going to die in the last episode or the episode before the last. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I get it. It's not that like, that's fine. Um, I liked the story with Daniel. Um, I liked where they had Daniel thinks Ophelia is alive and um, they use that to help him get into the tower with Strand. And I felt like that was a good story arc. Uh, but again, I don't think Daniel is going to live much longer. Um, I think next season, uh, Luciana is going to redeem herself by helping Daniel and then Daniel's going to die saving her. And that's the way he's, he's going to go out next season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I think there are a lot of characters that they will continue to write off as, as they sort of conclude the show. 
Um, there are obviously some characters that will survive. I mean, they've survived uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of encounters. I think Morgan will survive. Um, I think he'll he'll keep on going. I think we're going to we're going to see more of the guy that was hunting Morgan that ended up joining them. I yep. think we're going to see more of him um, next season. I think we're going to see. Uh, I think the I think the wrestler chick will be back next season. Yeah. Uh, played by played by Aisha Tyler, because she's directed a bunch of episodes, so I'm assuming she will be back at least to make cameos next season. Yeah, I mean this season specifically, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of moving pieces, and there's a lot of characters and actors that need to, their their storylines is they need redemption arcs. Strand needs to be redeemed before they kill him off. So does Daniel. So does Luciana. Like there's there's stories left to tell, but I don't know how many more we get. So I think this show is definitely coming to an end. Right. Well, you know, um, now that we're talking about endings, let's talk about uh, Alicia. This she had her final episode in episode fifteen. Uh, she's been suffering from a fever from a from a bite where she did cut the arm off, but maybe not soon enough. This is the first time we've kind of seen a bite. Um, a person who's been bitten survived this long. I won't say that that didn't bother me. It bothers me a little, but um, I'm okay with it. You know, it it did. It, it's not. It's not. Um, not a deal breaker. Uh, this the, the Walking Dead has always been kind of iffy on how long it takes somebody to turn. Some people seem to turn in twenty minutes. Some people take days to turn. Some people seem to take months to turn and it feels like she's taking months to turn and that's fine. It's not the end of the world. It's it, it, like, it makes sense. They're trying to tell a story arc with her. Um, I actually think we're going to see, she's not going to turn. I think she's going to show up again. I don't yeah. think she's dead. Well, you know, a, a couple of points to, to touch on. I think the, the idea being that the bite doesn't kill you. It's the fever that the, the sickness that kills you, the infection. And it almost seems like, she we haven't really experienced this before and they're playing they're playing with the rules a little bit here where she cut off her arm you know the infection spread a little bit so she has that fever but she's able to keep it down uh with medication but essentially the idea being that she's slowed this this sickness to allow her to survive this long um and and obviously when she does die she will she will turn but it they they don't really like get into the science of it, but definitely in her last episode, she's hallucinating a lot. We find out this girl she's chasing is is a hallucination. It's it's her uh, younger self, um, which is revealed at the end of the episode. But it's left open ended, and it's interesting that you say she'll come back. And and really, they have they have two options here, you know, because at the end she sees her, the hallucination again, and she heads back to the tower. Everyone's heading away from the tower, so from a story perspective. No one that is in season eight is going to be there to kind of have us catch up on Alicia. And and the actress herself has very much said she is moving on. She's, you know, she is done with fear. But from a story perspective, yeah, they could write it in a way that she comes back for a cameo, maybe in the final season. No, I, I, I totally think that's what's going to happen is I think either next season or the season after whatever season that season is, that's going to end. Unless they kill off Madison, um, I think Madison is going to uh, uh, help redeem uh, herself. And then towards the end, it's, there's going to be a moment where she's going to either like want to die or do something. And then I think we're going to see Alicia walk right into the sunset where they're going to go off into the sunset together, mom and daughter. And I think that's going to be kind of like the way they write them out. That would be nice. No, and I, 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 would, I wouldn't hate that either. Um, it would be nice to see some kind of happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I think, cause I think that that is my biggest gripe with the walking dead in general is there is never a happy ending. It's always, it's always until the next dour, awful thing happens to these people and it gets a little repetitive. I would love to see some, positivity or upbeat or some kind of like yay moment and i don't feel like we ever get that 
uh, especially with this thing, this season, this season episode finale episode, you know, Morgan gets away. Morgan rescued Mo. This is awesome. And then somebody else takes the baby. And I was like, of course they did. Yeah. Because we can't have nice things. It's called The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're absolutely right. I think when you look at the comics and the way they ended it, they ended it in a way where like they were they were they were living with the zombie apocalypse. And I think that was where it ended. It was like, well, no more big bads. If I remember right, because I have not read the end, the implication is, is that society is starting to build again. Yeah. That we're not busy fighting amongst each other. We're busy trying to establish new societies and new cities and new, like, like there's rules and laws and government again. Yeah. And it's not, it's not crazy people blowing up buildings and killing people and, and turning on each other and, people going mad because they had to kill their mother or their daughter or their, their, their wife. And now they're crazy. It's like, they, there's none of that anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, and on that note, like we can move into the final episode here where Madison returns. Um, Madison, essentially uh, she was, she was, so she survived the stadium fire. She has significant lung damage. She has to use an oxygen tank to sort of keep her oxygen levels up and help her breathe. Um, she's been taken in by Padre, which is a real organization, a real place, um, but is not what this whole season has made it seem like the whole season made it seem like this sanctuary, this place for good. But really, it's it's another one of those bad places that in this case, um, their whole rule set is basically family is the burden. Family is what's wrong with with uh, with keeping people from from being strong and essentially uh madison for the last however many years has just been kidnapping kids and bringing them to padre and that's basically what she's been up to yeah and 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 you and i was worried the whole episode they were leading me to believe she was going to be a villain and then at the end of the episode when she tells morgan that she you know she knows that she did the wrong thing but we're going to have to do something to get your kid back and get all the kids back. Um, it took me a minute when they buried uh, uh, her on the beach and we started to see the people washing up on the beach because we'd seen zombies coming out of the water before, but those zombies were still wearing the same rags over their face that the people that were hunting her 20 minutes earlier were wearing. And it took me a minute to realize that after those people buried her, apparently they did find Padre and Padre killed them all. Like, I didn't realize that was what was going on until Morgan found that girl they were trying to save. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, the the end of the episode. It, it really seems like, okay. Um... They needed Madison to switch sides. They needed something strong to make her switch sides. They also needed to establish that whatever Padre was doing, there is no redeemable value for it. Even if they're doing the right thing, they're doing the right thing with the wrong way. Well, no, I, I think that Padre is it's a terrible place and they're doing terrible things. And it's it's another classic Walking Dead. These are bad people. Let's go deal with them next season trope uh it it is the it is a lot of the issues people have had with the walking dead and and to that extension fear is that that is always the case there's always a bigger bad there's always a crazier person in the next season that they're going to have to contend with and you know now they have padre which is essentially like they're kidnapping kids to basically free them from in their eyes like uh a weakness that is family and it's like that's been the whole since Morgan, well, actually, the entirety of Fear has been this family story, um, and it's almost, uh, it's almost, I guess, fitting if we think this is maybe one of the final seasons coming up. It's almost fitting that the the enemy is basically the, you know, they they do, they don't believe in family, and I, and again, like that's I think where uh, Morgan is able to convince Madison to to come back to the light and, and be like, okay, let's let's take down uh padre 
Um, now, the episode ends with basically Morgan and Madison being blindfolded on a boat, going to a larger boat that is, uh, according to this write-up, is the transport to Padre. Like, that's a bigger ship. Do we feel like Padre is, you know... That, that was not... that. It's not on a boat. They were going past that boat. That boat was... That boat looked derelict. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like it, 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 it's, it's all up in the air, really. Like it's hard to say to me, uh, and, and uh, to this write up I'm looking at now, again, it's just Wikipedia. So it really could be anyone's thoughts and, and feelings, but the idea being that that bigger boat is a transport to Padre, like they're, I, I don't know. It could be, it could be. Yeah, it seems as though with the the way the, the the setup's been going is like the collectors are like kidnapping these kids, but Padre is nowhere near. Like once the kid is gone, the, the parents never see them. They see the collectors are all over the place, but they don't seem to see the kids again. So in, by that logic, Padre's far enough away that um, the only way to get to it is is to infiltrate it. But I wonder if it is far enough away like do we where do we see them going like right now they're i guess they're in the gulf of mexico uh they're in this is in louisiana louisiana um, i'm not as familiar with the territories but yeah i wonder i wonder where this could go next i don't think we're getting like a you know a european crossing here i, I think they're gonna stick to america because that's what they do but yeah but no i i have a funny feeling they're gonna end up in an old uh uh, uh oil derrick or oil rig. Oh. There's a lot of oil rigs out in the Gulf of Mexico. I wouldn't be surprised if that's where we are and that they're pumping the oil and refining it and using it to power the oil rig itself. So that's, they have unlimited power or huh. something like that. That would be my idea is that they're probably on an old oil, oil rig. And that, that's what, that's what Padre is. That's not a bad idea. Like an oil rig. Um, that's, that's something we haven't seen them explore from, from what I can remember, but, um, yeah, that's not a bad idea. An oil rig would be pretty safe. Sure. They'd have to deal with storms, but you know, if they're bringing stuff back from the shore, they could always be rebuilding the, 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 the oil rig to withstand storms and stuff. You know what I mean? Those things are pretty heavy duty. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how do you before we wrap up here, how do you feel about, um, you know, the other elephant in the room, the Rick in the room in that you have Madison seemingly die? Um, and, and I guess in her case, she for all intents and purposes, she she did pass away on the show. We didn't see a body, but like it was written as if she she died, died off camera. Yeah. And pretty much as close as you get. Unless you die on camera, there's always the possibility of your return. Exactly. But so now she's returned. She's been, you know, brought in by the shadowy organization. She's been kind of turned into a uh, a villain of sorts. Um, and then she's been redeemed almost in the same episode. Not redeemed, but she's been brought back to the good side in the same episode. It's kind of interesting to see them do this with Madison when Rick is still sitting on the sidelines. And, and it's, it's very similar. Like Rick is with a shadowy organization. We know the CRM is evil. We know the CRM is going to or has been using Rick um, for their own purposes because Rick has not returned. There's not even been a whiff of, of him returning just a, a, a etching on an old iPhone basically is all we got. So how do you feel about Madison's return and, and what that means for how they have Rick return? Honestly, I think it's going to make the Rick return look bad. Hmm. Interesting. This, this movie, this movie thing with Rick really needs to be, well-written, well-directed, and make a lot of sense. And I think they've made us wait too long. And so I don't think that they can... I don't think they can tell the story they want to tell in a two-hour movie. Or even a three-hour movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I definitely understand. I, 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 I do hope we get some news for the Rick movie uh, very soon. Maybe at Comic-Con. But... Um, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll definitely see. But it is exciting to have Madison return. Um, I am looking forward to season eight uh, of Fear. We have no idea when it will, you know, premiere, but I'm guessing probably uh, in the fall at some point. But uh, we will discuss that here. 
Um, but that is all the time we have uh, tonight. Uh, we were going to talk about the bonus Dead in the Water short, actually. Uh, did you get a chance to watch that, Lou? I, I did not get a chance to watch it. After I finished watching Fear, I was like, yeah, I've done with this for a while. I need a break from from Walking Dead World for a while. Let me go join. Let me go. Let me go watch the Resident Evil movie show that that that, that maybe that'll be more upbeat. All right. Well, we, let's save it for next episode. I did watch it, but you're right. It was a lot of fear to be like, oh, eight episodes. Oh, wait, I, I forgot. I Can you answer me this about it? Yeah. Was there a purpose to it or did it just feel like, oh, yeah, OK, that was kind of. Uh, OK, I'll say this. We'll, we'll definitely discuss it next uh, next episode in more in depth. But I feel like it's one of their better sort of connecting tissues, like fill in more of the story uh structured episodes like uh, i i think a lot of people liked that character and to explore more of his early days on that sub and and um i'll say this lou you'll love it in the sense that his character it's got to be the quickest pickup of uh dealing with zombies you know um he is constantly saying you got to aim for the head aim for the eyes like you got to pierce the skull like there's a lot of that like it would take Sometimes it's a whole season for characters to figure that out, but he figures it out in like five minutes. So you'll love that about it. Um, okay, excellent. But yeah, we'll talk about it next week or next episode. And uh, I, I think you'll like it. It's bite size. And, um, you know, it's I think uh, it's a very it's a very I, I liked it. It was a good watch. So um, it's an AMC plus exclusive. So you'll have to check it out there. Uh, but that is going to do it for this episode. Coming up, though, we'll take a look at the new Resident Evil series on Netflix, as Lou had mentioned. Plus, we'll have news from San Diego Comic-Con, which we expect to produce a lot of AMC Walking Dead news. Maybe some Marvel zombies. There's been some hints that uh, I know Disney and Marvel are going to have a panel there at San Diego Comic-Con. So I would imagine we'll get some updates on that project, too. Uh, and, uh, since we enjoyed the last drive-in so much when we talked about that last episode, we're going to check out Dead and Buried with Joe Bob Briggs later this summer. So lots of fun coming up. It's not just The Walking Dead, but you know, some The Walking Dead. It can't be avoided. It cannot be avoided. Uh, if you want to discuss anything we've talked about on this episode, you can go to our discord bit.ly slash zamp discord. I also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. You help the show keep on trucking, uh, pay for hosting, all those fun fees that help the show uh, arrive in your podcast app. So there you go. Um, and speaking of which, you can visit our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. There you will find links for email, Twitter, Facebook, all of our social links. And if you are looking to follow uh, us individually on Twitter, you can find me at rmurphy and Lou at busyzombielord. And finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his work at joelduggan.com. Now, Lou, before we exit this here Zombies Ate My Podcast episode, do you have some fine, busy zombie lord knowledge to pass along? Yeah. Uh, forewarning, if you're going to watch that Resident Evil show, uh, almost the entire trailer of what they've hinted at in that 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 those teasers, almost all of that content is in the first episode of the show, believe it or not. So it left me kind of going, oh, I kind of am curious where the rest of this show is going to go. Well, there you go. 